Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. This podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes. Oh, hello, and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I am Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. And we are here together in the month of December. I know, Christmas around the corner. I've been excited for Christmas since about the 12th of October. (laughs) I've been buzzing for Christmas. You got your cheese in, yeah? Yeah, cheese in, foods in. I feel like it's a month for... Cultural gluttony. Are you doing a ham on again? A what? A ham on. Oh, a ham. <laughs> oh, yeah. So last year, yeah, I had a big pig's leg. Yeah. Is that what do they call it? Yeah, ham on. A ha- oh, a ham on. Oh, okay. Oh. So, yeah, and it, we, it was, I ordered it and I was having a party at mine. Did you think it was going to come pre-sliced? No, I just didn't realise <laughs> it was going to have a trotter. So it was like a full pig's, like, it kind of was a bit sexy because it was like <laughs> from, like, it was like its full and bum. And its own little medal. And thigh. <laughs> and then like a sort of like long shin and then trotters, like it had a little high heels on. <laughs> um, and it was It's the fact huge. you and Mish put diamonds on the trotter. That was the worry. No, part. we did not. <laughs> But it was massive and it came and I was like, oh my God. But we didn't actually look that big, but no. when she started slicing it, I was like, there is so much meat here. Yeah. So the meat, yeah, Neil had to do yeah. because I was like, how the hell do you deal? Like, what do you even do? It had a stand that you screwed it into. <laughs> it's like a meat installation <laughs> in the kitchen. And Neil had to sort of start it off, start for, it off for me and show me how to do it. But we only had about, I don't know, a centimetre of it <laughs> at the party. So my mum got wind of it and my mum was like, well, you've got to drive it up north. So when Bring we drove north. up Christmas to my mum's, it was me, Mish, everyone's Christmas presents, two dogs and a pig's leg in the <laughs> wrapped in cling <laughs> film. And then we didn't even get through it at Christmas. Yeah, it's a lot to get through. So I'm yeah. not going to do a, okay. a ham on. Ham on. Too big. Yeah. It was a bit King Henry VIII of me, yes. I think. Look good. Did it, look yeah, good. it did look good. Must have driven the dogs mad. Yeah, the dogs that bloody yeah. loved it. Yeah. I like bet the they whole did. month of yeah. December just smell of but yeah, no, I'm excited just to get snacking and get eating. Where are you? Don't know yet. Still TBC. Oh, wow. I know. Living on the edge there. Yeah, we live in really. <laughs> she obviously not invited anyone. Well, we've got like a lot to do. We've got my family, yes. got Misha's family. Right. Misha. Is this the final year before the wedding of yeah. TBC? Yeah. Okay. And then do you think when we get married, it's at our house? I'd love to do it at ours. Yeah, why not? You've got enough room. I'd love to do it at ours. Because we did two at ours when there was lockdowns. Like right, one yeah. year we were locked down mm. and it was just me and Mish. Lovely. And then the next year we both had COVID and it was just me and Mish. Okay. But I only discovered I had COVID on Christmas Day morning. Oh, same thing happened to my brother. Oh, we so reckon annoyed. he made it up. It was real because my brother and his girlfriend bought me like a, a bath 
oil. Yeah. And I was running the bath and I put it in and I was like, that doesn't smell of anything. I was like, it's a bit uh, of a crappy present. And then Misha was like, it smells amazing. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't smell it. Why couldn't I? And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. So my Christmas dinner just tasted of nothing. Oh, shame. But I loved it, just me and Mitch. No it's offense, nice when it's less. Yeah. <laughs> he loves so you nice. all very much. But it was like I'd never experienced yeah. that. It's nice. What are you doing? I think we're going to be at the restaurant. It's oh, closed, yeah. but we have all the family there because there's quite that. a lot of them. That's genius. Good, yeah, then, like, yeah not, if you're in town, yeah. come say hi. Oh my God, maybe I will. We do have a lot of waifs and sprays. and Yeah, we always do. So it's not yeah. just always essential family? It's always essential family plus extras. Oh, that's nice. Always. Always a couple of friends who have come every year and then you get a few extras. And then sometimes I get people that, you know, work for me that haven't gone back to their family. Oh. So I always feel a bit bad by themselves. Oh, so I say, come and stay. Do you just like leave it and then go back and clean it another day? Yes, or I pay a kitchen porter a ridiculous amount of money to come and do it for me because, yeah. Because you could just have the thing yeah. and then you can go back to your house. Yes, it's nice. Yeah, I like Love that. Mish would like that. He'd appreciate Love that. Love that. Really great, easy Christmas tip. Yeah. Buy a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and host it there. And host it there. Yeah, Very lovely. easy. Today, we have the UK's favourite PE teacher, Joe Wicks, going to come and join yes. us. Do you remember Joe Wicks in lockdown? I did. did I did a few. I did a two days, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did two. He was brilliant, let's He's be honest. Great, he yeah. got everyone he going. Is. So lots to talk about with Joe. Yeah. He's busy. Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. He's got another new book out. So yeah. we've got to talk to him about his book mm. as well. And we're going to be making him his favourite meal. You are. I am. Oh, Not yeah. Really. What are we? Season four. You get to pick up a knife. Yeah. You, you've cut a lime, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, maybe 2024. <laughs> get him married. Make a dish for Making Angela. a dish for Which is more I'm important. I'm scared. I'm genuinely <laughs> of scared both. of it. Of both. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into Joe, let's hear from Lauren. She says, hi, you absolute lanterns. Your podcast is not only a dream to listen to, but helps the gym trips to go a little bit easier. And yes, she does listen to food podcasts when in the gym. Christmas is not far away and I'm the host this year and I'm thinking about lamb instead of our normal beef main. I trust in Angela to give us a cracking gravy recipe recipe. Please, please, please give us a liquid gold recipe to blow our family away. This is good because the gravy that you made last Christmas at mm. mine, I can still taste. That had red currant through it, didn't it? That I'm was pretty sure so it did. good. It was slightly red. Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to make gravy because if I make gravy, I will take the meat off of the tray yeah. and then put a bit of boiling water on it mm. and then sort of move my spoon yeah, like, like you've seen your mum do. Like my mum do. Yeah. And then I just put like an OXO cube in it. Yeah. Is that it? No, it's, <laughs> you're not far off. If she does a lamb shoulder or a leg of lamb, she might have a load of vegetables underneath. So you'll take your lamb out. What you want to do, though, is drain a bit of the fat off because you'll get a lot of excess fat for whatever you cook. Drain a bit of that off and then put that roasting tray back on the stove Add a little bit of flour. Flour. And that becomes a thickening agent Mm -hmm. for it. Then add, I would say, some white wine or red wine, depending on what the meat is. And then if you've got some stock, you know, chicken stock or beef stock or lamb stock, if you're doing lamb, add that into it and then you're getting your gravy. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with adding a few little granules of something occasionally to just give it a bit of... Mm, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, a little bit of bovril in there. I always add a little tea, mm-hmm. half a teaspoon of bovril in there. Bovril. Yeah, things like that. A little bit of yeast powder. All that so it gives mm. it all those umami flavours. Do you ever have a drink of bovril? 
I love a drink above brawl. I love brawl. a drink above brawl. That's what I have at the football, drink yeah, above brawl. Much I better. Much yeah. better. And, well, I would hope so. You're young. Is your dad giving you a pint? Yeah, yeah. Up above brawl. Up above brawl. Well, there you go, Lauren. There is your top gravy tip mm. from Angela. And honestly, the gravy last Christmas went off. Remember, you can email us anytime you want. Dish at waitrose.co.uk. Let's get Joe in then. Okay, it's time to welcome the nicest man in showbiz until he starts shouting, drop down and give me 20. It's Joe Wicks, everybody. Thank you. No, no exercise today, no burpees, okay? It's just food and chat, right? Do you know what? When we had the chat about this, Joe, with our team, this wonderful team here, they were like, what about if you and Ange do some burpees? We were like, not happening. Yeah. No, I don't in. even know what one is. Honestly. <laughs> Let's have a day off today and just enjoy the Let's enjoy the gin ton and the food, yeah? yeah Perfect. How is life for you, Joe? It's great. You know, I've got three kids now, so my life's changed a lot since I first started hanging out the window saying, and that right there is leaning 15, you know, so. <laughs> um, what ages? I've got a five-year-old girl, three-year-old boy, and a one-year-old baby girl, so Ooh, I'm in the middle of it. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. Lot but of I love energy. it. I know, you know, might have seen articles in the paper saying, Joe wants six kids, that like, we really do want a big family, so we're yeah. halfway through, basically. We've got three you to go. You genuinely do want three more? Yeah, we do. Wow. And Rosie, like my wife, she's up for it too. It's not just me saying, come and bang <laughs> out. She's, she's essential it. to that process, so wow. I'm glad she's up for it. You've been pretty busy, Joe. The stats here, which yes. we've got to get through. You have so much going on all the time. You've done a tour of schools in the UK recently. You've got your new book out, which we need to talk about. You were the face of the thousand burpees in a month challenge. 12 million social media followers that you have to keep entertained. You've got the app as well. Are you ever off? Do you ever have a downtime? You've done like two podcasts before coming here today. <laughs> do you ever have like just a day off? Yeah, of course I do. And yeah. I, do have, I do have time where I completely detach from social media and I have to, I have to have a break because oh. it's, I'm addicted to my device, but I can also separate from yeah. it and, and have a break. And all I need is a couple of days off, re-energize and then I can get back into it. Uh -huh. I'm very active on it in terms of like DMs. I don't just like, listen and, and take in comments. I send a lot out. And I guess people want like, you know, life-changing answers from you as well when people reach out to you. Yeah, sometimes they're looking for advice. Sometimes it's just like, you know, thanks for your recipes, I love your food. Mm. Or, but then it's sometimes it's people that have been doing my workouts for a year, have never met, messaged and said, I want you to know, like, you know, you saved my life. I was at the lowest wow. point. I was depressed and I'd lost my job and I was struggling, but your videos and your energy has got me through. So I'm always wanting to tap into that because if I step away from that, and get someone else to do that, to read my messages and do DMs, mm. I'm going to lose the human connection between what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, and like your so. drive and like why you want to do it. Yeah, it must motivated. be amazing to get those messages. Do you ever get messages like that and saying, thanks, <laughs> you've changed my life? Because I reckon... changed my life, but people do comment about recipes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm changing people's lives with food. Well, maybe you are. We'll see how good this yeah. pasta is today, exactly, Joe. Yeah. We might be DMing her tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go through the common ground between you, Joe Wicks, and you, Angela Hart. Mm. There's some similarities here. You've both written cookbooks. Yes. Uh, you both of Italian in your blood. Uh, most importantly, you both did amazing things during the pandemic. You really, really did. And you provided meals to the critical care units in hospitals around yeah. London, making a thousand meals a day. Yeah. Wow. Not just me. There was no. a whole team of us. <laughs> Not just that. Not just me. I'd still wow. be there. Yeah. And Joe, because you launched PE with Joe and you were like the saviour of lockdown for so many people yeah. all around the UK. It was a real moment. And how was that for you? Because it was such a dark time for so many people. And, and why did you think it was so important to do what you did? First question I want to know is, yeah. did you do one of my workouts? Did you have a go at one of them? We did yes. both do them. Did we yes. both did do day them. Day one or yeah. day two, and then you thought, I'm never enough It was about day one and three. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I was like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, my lockdown really went one or two ways. I was either full Joe Wicks. Or the other way. Or like, <laughs> when are we going to be able to drink white wine at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday again? Yeah. So I, w- I saw both. Like, I was sometimes having like sticky experience. toffee pudding for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Or I was going full Joe Wicks. Yeah, it was kind of either or. But no, I think, I think it was a surprise to myself that so many people tuned in. You know, the yeah. first day... Obviously, I announced it on the Thursday, and on the Monday morning, I did, did the first live. And I, in my head, I thought, this is going to be big in London or in, in the UK. But, you know, there was like nearly a million live connections. So it was a real global thing almost. And, um, and then obviously, it would go live. And then hours later, like Australia were doing it, and New Zealand and wow. America. So it was mind-blowing, and I couldn't predict that. But I think it was just, it hit that thing of... We need routine. I need my kids moving. I think that's what you said. It was the routine mm-hmm. that everyone wanted something that was a constant because no one knew what was happening. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was a stressful time and it was an anxious yeah. time. So I thought if I can just go live for 30 minutes and never mention COVID, I never talked about it. Yeah. Make people laugh, make people move. They're going to feel a little bit more positive and just yeah. have a little bit of an uplift. And that was the gift, you know, that was kind of it. And I did it 18 weeks. I had a broken hand. Wow. You know, I broke my yeah. hand. So I remember that bit. The story yeah. is, I went out for one last razz on my motorbike <laughs> on, the, on the Saturday, right? And... I hit a brick wall and broke my hand. Ooh. And it wasn't serious, but I, I just like, I hadn't been riding long. I'm laying there and the motorbike's all bent up in it. And my friends are like, you're all right, you're all right. I said, listen, what am I going to do? I'm going live on Monday morning for people. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about that. That's not happening. I said, I am not going to miss that. Like the whole yeah. world thinks I'm going to be there on Monday morning. Of course. Yeah. So I did the first workout with the cast in my, on my hand. And then halfway through, the, um, the, the metal wire got infected. So I spent... Ooh. I was in so much pain. I went in the hospital on the Friday and it was luckily it just landed on a weekend because I'd done the live, went to the hospital and spent yeah. two nights in the hospital. And by Monday, they were going, you can't go and do it again. I said, do you think I'm not going to go and do it again? Yeah. Of course I'm doing They're waiting for me. So I did it and then Rosie was there, my wife. So I'm there in my uniform with a clipboard pretending I was the teacher and Rosie was demonstrating all the exercise because oh, right, I couldn't yeah. do it. And so... I really love her for that because she's really quite shy. She doesn't want to be in the media. She's like, doesn't want to do that. So she proper stepped out of her comfort yeah. zone to wow. be the teaching assistant that day. Fantastic. Oh, smashed it. How's your hand? Gets a bit achy in the winter, like I can still feel, but um, it was just um, it's just a little wire in there, look. You know, when I was trying to do press-ups, I was, I was having to do like one-arm press-ups and one-arm yes. burpees and stuff because I couldn't put pressure on the hand. Oh, Ooh, yeah. And, um, you know, then you've got to do it dressed as a panda or a Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it even harder. Let's go right back to the beginning. I want to talk to you about the rusty trolley yes. of the Richmond Park days. Yeah. This is when you were starting out life as a PT? Yeah, so this is 2012. It was oh. summer of the Olympics. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I couldn't buy a van, you know. So I borrowed, like, I think I borrowed two grand off my mum to do the personal training qualification mm. thing. Yeah. And then I borrowed, like, maybe 1,500 quid off my dad to, like, get my kettlebells and my boxing pads. And that was a lot of money to my mum and dad at the time. Like, they ain't got a lot of dough, right? So... I'm like thinking, oh, I'm borrowing all this money and I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch my own business. I don't want to go and work for David Lloyd or Fitness yeah. First. I want to be my own boss. So all I could afford was like a trailer. Like, you know, you clip onto the back wheel and you see yeah. people did a yeah. paper round yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I remember the first day I was cycling from Surbiton, basically up to Richmond. It took like 35, 40 minutes. And I had this trailer on the back with like kettlebells. It was heavy. And I'll never forget, I remember my legs were burning. And I said this in my head, I said, this is what I want to be doing. I love this. I love the pain. I love this stuff. I'm going over to do this. And when I got there, you know, I'm thinking, right, I'm going to set out the boot camp, done my flyer in. I put like a thousand flyers in those doors and stood outside Richmond Station. So I laid out all the bits and bobs, like, you know, a kettlebell there and there's a battle rope on the tree. And I've got my TRX. I've got 20 stations. Mm. And I turned up and nobody was there. No. Nobody came, right? I never let it stop me. I never gave up. And then eventually, you know, it grew and it became a business and I was mm. really proud of that. But in the same time, I was doing sort of digital and doing the online stuff and then eventually it shifted to more like 
you know, that. doing online uh-huh. content. But I never had a vision to wow. do a cookbook. This yeah. is, you know, I'm living in a one-bedroom flat in Surbiton above KFC. Yeah. So all I was doing was just having fun making recipes. I could never imagine I was going to get a cookbook wow, deal on that. Yeah. It was never... This is long before, you know, um, Deliciously Ella and me and all sure. these guys that were getting book deals. Like, we yeah. were one of the first to sort of do it. Yeah, and it still blows me away today that I've sold four million cookbooks. I still can't imagine that. That's a lot wow, of books. That's, that's amazing! Isn't it? Really, from an iPhone, and me just learning as I went. I just to throw the microwave rice across the room, and <laughs> <laughs> it was really wacky. But people seemed to like like that yeah, fifteen it second was fun. cut yeah. through yeah, the noise. Really it cut through. Mm-hmm. It wasn't highly produced, so yeah. I was doing every day like I'd do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. And my girlfriend at the time was just getting so fed up. Why are you doing this? Can't we just sit and enjoy the food? And something was driving me. Something wasn't like if I get an audience, I can get a book deal and I'll yeah. sell books. It was like, I just got a buzz from like people following my stuff and, mm. and like commenting and, and actually making the recipes. It was quite addictive, I think, at the start. Yeah. And do you get a buzz from when you were training people in those early days? I was a very active kind of PT though. So if I was going to make you do like sprints, uh-huh. I'd be next to you. Or if I was going to make you do like kettlebell swings, I'd be doing it with you to show you the technique and just to show you that we almost trained together. So I was doing that sort of say five hours a day, sometimes six, seven hours <laughs> wow. a day. So very energetic trainer. And I, I think people love that. And even now, uh-huh. like when you do my YouTube videos and I'm blowing and I'm getting my inhaler out, you're like, shit, this guy's normal. Like yeah, he's yeah, real yeah, and yeah. he's also struggling. I think that element of like the realness of my workouts and you know, sure you heard the famous fart when I did it on YouTube. Love the I fart. I left it in, I thought, well, yeah. people fart, leave it. Yeah, in. they do. Well, we wanted to talk about that because occasionally if I go to like a yoga class, people do fart. I know, they do. I could never, ever, I would never do it in a pub. I could not do it. If I was, you know, even when my guy comes around, he's giving me, a, you know, the osteopath, giving me a massage, he goes, if you need to fart, fart. And I say, I would never do it. And I wait till he's gone, and, and then... it'll be like a 30-second fart. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Angela. I tell you what, this smells unreal. I feel so lucky having food cooked by a proper chef because oh, I don't get stop. to enjoy this food at home. This is amazing. Oh, you, what you cook is amazing. Yeah, well, what, what are you, are you talking about? about? Oh, I'm not a chef. I'm a, I'm a home cook, but I... And I would probably try a carbonara, but I always ask the question is like, how do you make the perfect carbonara sauce? Because there's people that get a bit wound up if you use the wrong ingredients. Just egg and guanciale. No cream, nothing else. Guanciale is Is basically cured pig's cheek. If you can't get guanciale, you can get pancetta. And then at Waitrose, they do it brilliantly because they have it all diced up and you can get smoked pancetta, ready to go. How do you feel about bacon and all that? No, it works. Yeah, of course it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think use what you can. And not, you know, you get, I mean, we struggle to get it at the restaurant sometimes. There's no cream or butter in there. No cream. I put olive oil at the beginning, tiny little bit. But the point, if you use the guanciale, there's so much fat in it, that becomes your sort of sauce. Mm. And then you never add cream and then you take it off the heat and then Good. you add your Is it al dente? I love my pasta al dente. I, ho- I hope so. And then a bit mm. of pecorino. We've used parmesan, but the Romans use pecorino. Angela, that and is lots of out. black pepper. Oh my god! Oh, you wow. know, like the saltiness of it, and the cream. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a delicious taste. Delicious. You don't add salt, so you don't need to, do you? Really? You add. I only add a little bit to the pasta water, but I don't add anything to the sauce. And I add a little bit of chili and garlic. I'm not just saying it because I I do love my pasta, but this is one of the best carbonaras I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, <laughs> it's so thank good. You, Joe. It's so good. I don't love a carbonara. This is making me love carbonara. Making you love Seriously. it. Why don't you love it? Because I don't really like it when it's creamy white sauce. But then whoever's made you put cream in it, they shouldn't, you know. I know, they shouldn't have. Yeah. When I watched on. the Stanley Tucci programme and he mentioned cream in Italy yeah. and everyone, like, jumped out of a window and freaked <laughs> out. I was like, oh, maybe maybe, maybe I was doing wrong. it wrong. But I always thought it was cream. Yeah, I thought the same. Right. We're not going to have a wine. 
But if you do want a wine, Waitrose suggests pairing this, the Ara Single Vineyard Pinot Gris, which delivers delicate aromas of pear and nectarine. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. But I reckon you want that with a cheesy pasta, don't cheesy you? Cheesy pasta, yeah, like definitely. something fresh and floral. So talk us through how you make the carbonara. Yeah. So in a pan, not too hot a pan, add your guanciale if you've got it or pancetta. You don't need to add any other fat. You can add a tiny little bit of olive oil if you want. All the fat will come from the bacon, the pancetta or the guanciale. Charlie, I grate in a little bit of garlic, but on a low heat because I don't want it to brown. Add a little pinch of dry chilli, and then that's done. Cook my pasta, have my eggs whisked in a bowl ready. Then as soon as my pasta's cooked, drain it, keep a tiny little bit of the cooking water, Mm -hmm. and add all the bacon to it, and then off the heat, add a bit of cheese just to cool it down, and then add my eggs. Because if the pasta's too hot when you add the eggs, they're going to cook them. It's like scrambled eggs. Oh, no. Which you don't want. No. Do you add the egg white or just the yolk? I add the egg white and yolk, everything, yeah. Two or three of them, is it two or three eggs? Three eggs I did for us. Okay. Yeah. And right at the end? Right at the end, And then don't cook it again, just stir it all through. Don't cook it in, stir it, the heat of it, yeah, and that's it. That step, though, about you've got to save the pasta water, because if you don't and you gnaw it up and you Mm. throw it away, you're left with it, and it goes really thick and dry. dry. You need that pasta water to loosen up. a lot of pasta at home then. I've learned how to make my own pasta. Fantastic. Jamie Oliver taught me. Yeah, I went oh. on his, um, you know, Friday night feast. Mm. He taught me yeah. how to make ravioli and it was so simple. I couldn't believe yeah. like just the tipo tipo zero, you know, zero zero flour and the egg. It's literally egg and flour. Yeah. And I said, Jamie, I need a good like pasta machine I'm doing my arms in with this rolling pin. <laughs> and he, he sent me like the Rolls Royce of, um, mm. it's called an Imperia. Yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah. And it's like, it rolls, it's so thin and you can just make the most beautiful shapes. And that's why I'd, I get the kids to do it. They roll out and they just cut like, triangles of stars yeah. and we, we cook it but it, it's so quick it cooks in like two and a half three minutes it's so fresh oh my god yeah. and um, you realise how simple it is to do these things which seem really difficult oh my god I need that I need to invest in that got to Big get time. it so where's a carbonara from Ange? Lazio Lazio Rome, Rome really so okay they reckon it is quite a modern version as right. in you know in the last or well, last century really so since the 50s but it's all about the pecorino which is where that cheese comes from especially from Rome and it's the black pepper Mm. You know, so that what's that's what. Makes what does it, it mean classic. when I say cacio pepper? Still Cacio pepe is basically a black pepper sauce, a black pepper and pecorino sauce, but they make it with the cooking water. Mm-hmm. So again, it's that balancing of judging how much cheese, adding your water, adding your cracked black pepper, and it's cacio pepe. Do you know what I love? You know when you yeah. go to Italian restaurants and they've got the big old wheel of cheese <laughs> yeah. and they throw it in and they do that a bit at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do is that. that, is that Alf- pe- uh, that's the, they do that with uh, Alfonso, which is just cheese cream in a big Parmesan wheel. Oh, yeah. it's brilliant. We could get one here, actually. Do you like the novelty-sized peppers? <laughs> love it. I love them. <laughs> Can we get one of them where they're yeah. like that big for no reason whatsoever? I love them. That's I love the thing. Them. Peppers are such an underrated thing. It takes, I like, love peppers. I, I would, I'd rather a load of pepper than a load of salt because yeah. it brings out yeah, loads of really flavours, isn't it? Mm, I love it. Mm, it tastes so good on this. Uh, by the way, all the ingredients used in today's show are available at your local Waitrose of or course. online as well. Uh, you can get this recipe, waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes if you want to try it. And this is your recipe. Mm. Yeah. Who taught you to make pasta like this? Who taught, where did you learn? Um, my grandmother. Your nonna. You say nonna? Yeah, your nonna, yeah. And she was just great. And she made it so simple. She never weighed anything. It was all done, as they say, all'occhio. I was cooking with these chefs the other day and we do, you know, zambolione? It's basically cooked egg yolk, sugar and alcohol. And you make it to this sabion, which is like all mm. whipped up and it sets in a glass. We always make it at Christmas. Mm. But my grandmother never weighed it. And we were making it for 100 people in this pub the other day. <laughs> and I had this big bowl and I was swaying the sugar and I just took the bottle and went, and they, like, the chefs were like, 
I've no words. I just, I just don't know. Angela, how what's she's the recipe? Make it. Like, I don't know. You just wing but it. It's when you, you know, but I bet you cook a bit like that in the sense that you know what you want. Yeah, you're not I weighing really every am. ingredient because you know you've got an instinct for it and you know yeah, it's going to be right. You just know it's going to. Yeah, and that's why I don't really often write the um, ingredients on my Instagram yeah. recipe. I think just try it out. You know, you might want a little bit more soy sauce, exactly, or you might not. Yeah. There's no perfect amount. It's to your taste. Yeah. yeah. I've also got an Italian nonna myself. Yeah. Her name was Nanny Camella. We called her, Aww. and she recently passed. But um, I've got so many good memories of going around her house and my mum could learn to cook. She only ever learnt lasagna because she got kicked out of her home at 15. But before that, she learnt how to cook lasagna with her mum. Yeah. So it was the one thing, even though my mum, bless her, like she used, you know, dried pasta. It was like white sauce from the supermarket. It was all yeah. pre-made. But it was like that thing, even now she makes it the same, but it brings me back to my childhood mm. because it was the only thing she could cook. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, so we lived off pasta tomato sauce and sometimes she cut up a slice of bacon in there if we were lucky. Mm, yeah. But otherwise it was like sandwiches and it was yeah. microwave dinners and mm. ready meals. So I had a very unhealthy start to my childhood but I love my food now so I think it's good you can go on a journey with food, can't you? Of course, yeah. My favourite thing in the world is trying new food mm-hmm. yeah. and getting my kids to enjoy it and take them out for dinner and stuff and trying different cuisine. But yeah, I had a really um, pretty rough diet when I was a kid growing up mm-hmm. in the 90s. My brother blames, well, our mum on his baldness from the food <laughs> that he ate that was ready meals in the 70s. Yeah. And my brother's like, that's why I'm What's bald. Your, you're not bald. Because so he was you? in the 80s having pasta. And he thinks that he is bald because he just had like mad ready frozen meals, food yeah. every night. Yeah. Brilliant. Joe, do you have a recipe that people love? I don't know if you remember, I used to do the baked eggs and avocado thing. So oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'd scoop out the avocado sort of pip and then put an egg in it mm-hmm. and then bake it in the oven. So it's like a baked egg within the avocado. Yeah. And that was quite mm. a novelty thing. So I used to say... He may be small and green, but he does have a car, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your new book, Joe. Yeah. This is your 13th oh book. Oh, my gosh. 13th. And fitness books a lot as well, books, presumably, no? Well, no, because I always combine... Combine? combine yeah, and that was the success of the first books, I think, is because it had the workouts and the recipes yeah. and the sort of transformation. Right, but, got you. Yeah, this is Feel Good in 15, and it's really about what can you do in your life today using 15 minutes to help you feel good, right? So... There's 50-minute recipes, there's 50-minute workouts and sort of mobility routines, and then there's little, like, health hacks, and I call them little daily wins. So if you hate exercise, mm. but you want to do something for yourself, so you can yeah. say, right, I'm going to do some meditation or I'm going to yeah. do some journaling or mm-hmm. a gratitude list or go for a walk, you know. So it's just giving people like, other ideas that aren't based in the gym mm-hmm. or yeah. around physically exerting yourself. Even things like, um, you know, cold showers and yeah. taking the kids out and getting in nature. Like These mm. things really change your yeah. life because... Otherwise, we're so dependent on screens for mm. distraction and we get sucked into, like, you know, Instagram and Netflix and all that sort of stuff. So just little ideas. I talk about, you know, going for bike rides with the kids or going out in the garden and playing games, you know, like things we sort of forget to do that yeah. are basics, really. Yeah. And I think when you do one of those things and then maybe you do two of them things, it becomes like a catalyst. And then yeah. I've, like, I've got to do... I, I start getting on a really good path if I, you know, meditate and exercise. Yeah. If I do them two in a day, I'm like... You're, you're, you're serene. Yeah. Yeah. Zen, yeah. yeah. And then the more you do it, the more that you, you're sort of open to doing all these Habit, nice yeah. things for yourself, basically, aren't you? Yeah, it has a knock-on effect, yeah, for yeah. sure. I wanted to ask you about the phone because I saw in the book, you know, you were saying don't go on the phone first thing in the morning or try and delay it, yeah. being on the phone. I try my hardest. How good are you at not being, both of you actually, on your phone first thing in the morning? Of all the things I do in that book, and I say, and I believe, that's the hardest thing for me. Okay. Because I've got a Lumi alarm clock, you know, one of those lovely lights, it lights oh, yeah. up the room and it's like yeah. birds tweeting. Yeah. And so I've definitely helped with that because it used to be my alarm and I'd be, bam, yeah. within five seconds of waking up, 
I'm on Twitter, Instagram, mm. I'm doing DMs, and mm. I'd wake up in the night and be on my phone. So leaving your phone outside of the bedroom is a really important thing. If you can leave it downstairs, great. If not, even set your alarm and leave it on the landing, just so you have to get up and sort of, mm -hmm. you know. But it is, it's, it's hard, because in the morning, there's this uncontrollable urge to want to yeah. plug in. I think that can be triggering, because if you're affected by certain things that you see, it puts you in a negative mindset. Mm. So I think mm. even 15 minutes a day, where you know, have a shower, brush your teeth, get dressed, and then look at your phone. You've just got a little bit of time to feel present and not be so plugged into that algorithm that is 24-7 users. Yeah. It's a challenge when you live in a digital age. And, and also you know, your profile's been built around that. Yeah. You know, your yeah. success is all around that. You I know. kind of love it and hate it at the same yeah, time, sure. but um, I see the value in like, you, you know, I can reach millions of people a month mm, through yeah, social course, media, but yeah. I think you've got to have boundaries. And one of the things is talking about in the book, you know, having those moments where you just leave it in the car for half mm. an hour. Because otherwise you go on your walk and you think, right, I'll distract myself with a podcast or yeah. I'll sit on the yeah. toilet and do my DMs yeah. and emails. And so you're never really thinking about anything. You're never really in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because mm. people think being with their thoughts is a scary thing, right? But yeah. actually sometimes you've got to sit with that and see what's going on in that. I'm terrible for on a dog walk, listening to stuff or phone calls. Like I always think, every time I got the house, I'm like, I'm just going to walk. Mm. And then when I'm in the park, I'm like, oh, this is but I think listening so like is so yeah. bad. Or I've always got like something to do. This is why one of the reasons yeah. I love podcasts because I can like if I I, I hate putting my clothes away yeah. and I hate doing the dishes mm. right. But if I'm listening to a podcast, yes. I can do the dishes for hours. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is right because <laughs> I'm distracting myself. It's all about little changes. Don't try and revolutionize your life and cut yeah. out yeah. ultra processed foods and exercise. You can't every day. do it all at once. And yeah. like cut out booze and chocolate. Mm. Like you've got to be realistic and just do a few little things. I feel like now is a good time to start thinking about those changes because once people get to January people yeah, do heads, do that yeah. don't they they go extreme and they're like I'm gonna not drink and I'm gonna work out every single day and I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna journal and I'm gonna do ice baths so maybe now start phasing them in yeah, yeah, and yeah. then when you get to January it's yeah. less of a shock, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it's a good point. I wanted to talk to you about this, Joe. I saw this in your book. I loved this bit. In the book, you name your 15 store cupboard heroes. So these are like the essentials that you need in your cupboard. And I wanted to go through any of these. Just answer me. Do you have them or not? Chili jam. Yes. Yes. Chipotle. Yes. Yes. Curry paste. No. Yes, I do. Harissa paste. Yes. Yes. Kimchi. No. No. Lime pickle. Yes. No, but I love it. Microwave rice and grain pouches. I have grain, but not yes. microwave. Miso paste. Yes. Yes, and I always buy a too big one and then always have to throw it out because you've got to use it within a month. Peanut <laughs> butter. Yes, yes. Always. Peri-peri sauce. Yes. Yes. Pesto. Yes. yes. Pickled jalapenos. No. Yes. But love. They're really brilliant. Do you live at Joe Wicks' house? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. we've got loads in yeah. common, but this is the thing, they're just like components that you can use with whole ingredients. So yes. you're not relying solely on ultra-processed yeah. foods, but mm -hmm. a little bit here and there is fine, it's, and it brings flavour to the dish. Yeah. But they're not all ultra-processed either as no. well. They, you know, some of those are brilliant stuff. And what would you add to the list? I would add anchovies to this. <gasps> oh, Ooh. I can't stand them. Oh, Joe, Yeah, we were getting Joe, on so Joe, well. Joe. So they're the things you put in a Caesar salad, aren't they? Thanks, you're going to be telling me you don't like Arsenal, Joe. Oh, I'm a Chelsea oh, fan. Joe. But don't Not anchovies and Arsenal. They're so. I mean, I know they're like got a lot of flavour, but they're so salty and fishy. And I, I don't That's have anything why they're like delicious. sardines or tin tuna. I, mm. I can eat anything. I can eat sashimi and all that. Sardines sort of stuff. would be a tin tomatoes would be a good thing. Oh on yeah, this tin as well. tomatoes. Don't eat the olives. They've got anchovies in. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, they actually. Oh my god, have. hidden anchovies. Yeah, trying to yeah. get me with them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was little bits of garlic. No, don't oh, do it, don't do it. I think there's up, definitely mate. anchovies in there. Let's talk about gut health. 
Oh, yes. That's Did good. everyone know about this or has everyone just started speaking about it this year? Yeah, it's a new kind of... Th it's obviously, there's been science for years, but even yeah. for me, like I'm so into it because you didn't realise, like, the gut, you know, we put everything in there and we don't realise how... This is what I mean. Good food can make you feel so good. Mm -hmm. And ultra-processed and kind of, you know, junk foods can really bring your emotions and, and feelings down because your brain and gut are linked, you know, it's interconnected. Mm. And so what they're saying is, you know, there's like, like a gut microbiome. Imagine they're like little animals in your gut and you've got to feed them the good bacteria. Oh. And if there's too much of the unhealthy stuff, they're unhappy sort of thing. And then you get IBS and bloated and all these kind of things. But yeah, it does feel like everyone's talking about it because Everyone's it's like, an al it. it's like yeah. enlightenment when you hear, yeah. actually, wow, what if I put these foods in my body, it's going to make me feel like this. And yeah. it, can, it can lead to anxiety and depression. It, mm -hmm. You can really eat yourself into those mm. feelings. And so you've got to try and, again, reduce it where you can. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it shocked me. that I was like, oh, yeah, what I eat might affect my mood. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. I don't know why. Yeah. But it did. I feel like yeah. it's a new, new big discussion. And, Joe, I want to know exercises that are a no-go. Ange doesn't like the TRX. Yeah. Yes. I personally really hate a walking lunge. Right, yeah. Oh, I don't right. mind a walking lunge. Oh, I hate it. Quite good at those Horrendous as well. for me. I've got a good form. Is there anything, Joe, that you are like, it works, but personally, it's not for me. One of the hardest exercises, I think, you know when you do like a glute bridge where you like, you know, you have like your feet on the floor and you put one leg up in there and you sort of drive your hips off. So yeah. it's like working your butt, you know? Yeah. That is such a painful exercise because you can't cheat it and it's like instantly hits the butt right mm. there deep in the muscle. So for me, of all the... Because I've got really tight buttocks already. Oh. <laughs> oh. Really peachy. My bum from all the lunges and squats. You think I've probably done a million lunges, a million this dead morning. My butt is like... It's really big and, and it's really like peachy and tight. So I can't... Yeah. <laughs> I can't do too many of those, it hurts. Oh, bless I love him. that Joe's on to promote his book. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Christmas. Are you, I imagine, are a family that loves getting together come mm. Christmas time. Yeah, I um, love Christmas. It's, yeah. it's an amazing time of year, yeah. I'm going away for a little winter break. I do like a bit of winter sun. I'm taking the kids away for a week or so with Rosie. Yeah. But I'm back for Christmas because I do like that, especially now with kids that are sort of five, six years yeah. old, my little yeah, nephews are... Yeah. Very excited. So mm. I'm going to extend the invite to all my family. Oh. I know some of them aren't into it. They find it annoying. You know, we all wind each other up. But I, it's about the kids. It's about bringing everyone yeah. together. It's, I said, look, just two hours of your day for one day of the year. Just come around. I'll cook everything. Mm. And then when the food's done, you can all piss off back to your house. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll see who turns up. But I'll invite, like, my side and Rosie's side. Uh -huh. yeah. So potentially there could be, say, 15, 20 people. But I won't be offended if it says, I want to just go to sure. the pub and have it with, with yeah. my, my husband. But I don't know. I just think it's an important time to come together. And, mm. you know, I know family, like, you grate each other up a little bit. But you've got to just do that for the, you know, the grandkids. It's just yeah. having people around. It's fun. Mm. And so I'm going to do a little Christmas dinner at my house. And Hopefully. I've got my massive, like, Weber barbecue. So what I do is I whack the turkey or the chicken in there and leave it outside. Yeah. Because I've only got a little oven. So, yeah, nice. you know, you want to do your potatoes and veg inside. And uh, I do that. Yeah. And, you know, stick a, you can do this, you know, the beer can chicken thing. It's like a oh, beer yeah. can thing where you can, like, stick herbs and basically beer if you want up his bum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it cooks around it sort of thing. And will you be the sole chef or will you have more family help? I'm not going to lie, I do like the old, um, you know, pre-prepared stuffing balls and all that sort of oh, stuff. So yeah, I'll yeah. get the pigs in blankets and the stuffing balls. Yeah, yeah. Waitrose do very nice pigs yeah, in blankets and stuffing balls. I mean, let's be honest, they do the best mince pies in town, don't they? Oh, well. yeah, very, good, very good. I will say, actually, their Christmas range is always amazing. I do like that. And you really feel like it's coming, don't you, when you start yeah. seeing them on the oh. shelves. But I actually, I'm not a fan of turkey. I think it's a bit dry. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, yeah. I'd rather do two or three really nice crispy chickens. Yeah. I've never seen anyone like proper tuck into a turkey. No. Yeah. Have you? You have a slice. It's but you're all about pig, it's pigs in blankets yeah. and the stuffing balls, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like really. all the accompaniments more than the meat. Yeah, I like yeah. all the, the roast potato, the pasta, yeah. the stuffing, yes, and all that yes, sort yeah. of stuff. Um, do you 
like, because once it gets to Christmas, I don't know what happens, but something takes over my brain and I can't stop <laughs> binge eating. Yeah. Um, do you indulge come Christmas time? My rules are this, right? Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day is an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, I don't want to be one of these guys. Like, oh, you shouldn't do this, and you uh, shouldn't. Yeah. Like, no, no, eat what you want, but you know, stay active. Go out for a walk on yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah. Go for a little bike ride or do a little workout in the garden. Like, it's always good to do a bit of movement. But again, I just think some people they just have the ten-day break, two weeks off, and it's like a blowout for two weeks, mm. and, and they're not exercising, the booze and the partying, and then you wake up January and you go, oh, I feel really naff about myself so mm. I think enjoy it over those three days but just in the lead up to it try and keep up your workouts mm. get back to you know New Year's Day get back into your gym mm. and do your workout stuff and, and then it's kind of like you know it's all good but um yeah, I'm all about the cheese board. Oh, I yeah. love and the I cheese love board. chocolate, obviously, like your quality street and roses. Yeah. I just love like, you know, just making like a sandwich the next day with the bubble and squeaks. Oh, thing. yeah. That, that is That's better the than best. the dinner, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Right, Joe Wicks, we have come to the end of the show question. If you answer the question, this Waitrose goodie bag it's can yours. be yours. Okay. Okay. Joe, you are the author of 10 Sunday Times best-selling cookbooks. Wow. To win the Waitrose goodie bag, can you name all 10 books in 30 seconds? Oh, that's too hard. <laughs> One every three seconds? I'll try, you ready? Okay, right, okay. Lean in 15, the shift plan, the shape plan, the sustain plan. Yeah. The fat loss plan. Yeah. Veggie lean in 15, 30 minute meals, yeah. cooking for family and friends. Yeah. Feel good food. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Um, You're nearly there, you got one more. Kickstart plan. Yeah! Saturday kickstart plan. Yes! How many seconds? Yeah. 26 seconds! Oh, that's hard. Joe! Well done, Joe. Wow. So this goodie bag is yours, which is a workout in itself, oh, to be fair. that's a lovely looking yeah. bag, isn't so it? See, I used so to um, live near a Waitrose, yeah. and I loved, I used to live in Surbiton, so I used to be nice. down there every day. My Very dad and my brother were still in there every week, oh, yeah. so they're still good cut. The Wixes are still shopping there. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Oh, I love, hang on a minute, I do love these sweets, but someone's put a can of sardines in there, haven't they? They're not. Oh, my God. Sardines you like though, no? Or is no, it anchovies? I, I know who eats these. Rosie's dad. Little Christmas treat for him yeah. there. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, lovely. And a bottle of gin yeah. as well. Bottle of gin. Perfect. That's a lovely gin, that. That's a good one. Oh. And Joe, congratulations on the book. Exactly. Have a wonderful Christmas. Yep. Joe Wicks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you for an amazing yeah. evening. Yeah. And that food, that food really was outstanding. So love you. Thank you. Oh, that's an amazing goodie bag. Isn't it? Next week on Dish, it's Massimo Batora. Emma's been on. She says, hi, Massimo. Does Massimo love Stanley Tucci as much as Stanley Tucci loves Massimo? <laughs> I like this question. <laughs> and in a few weeks' time, Dono Porter is going to be here to talk about Choose Love. Choose Love is a charity that provides assistance and aid for refugees worldwide. And you can check out their pop-up shop in Carnaby Street. I'm going to go and do a little shift in there before oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, very yeah. good. You can go and have a little look in Carnaby Street in London or go on their website, which is choose.love. Details of all the delicious meals I've cooked on Dish can be found at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. All the links are in our show notes. Like what you hear, then please share the love. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. Dish is an SE Creative Studio production. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.